Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore and today I am joined by Rachel Moses, attorney at the Legal Aid Society of Middle Tennessee and the Cumberlands, and Tiffany Anton, vice president of the Biz Foundry. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thanks, Caroline. Yeah, Caroline, thanks for inviting me. I am so glad you're here. You're both so involved in our community and an upcoming event Wednesday at Red Silo, Packs for Pints. Can you tell us a little bit about Packs for Pints? Yeah, I'll go ahead and start. Um, so this was the brainchild of Caroline, not Caroline Moore, but Caroline <laughs> Sapp, an attorney who's in Sparta. She uh, practiced for a bit in the Nashville area, and the Nashville Young Lawyers did an annual event where they uh, – encouraged lawyers to bring backpacks for foster care children at the beginning of school. And um, and the idea was that, you know, many foster care children, they go from foster home to foster home. They don't always have school supplies and, and backpacks and not just for school, but also just carrying their belongings when they go from foster home to foster home. And so... Um, or so, things are used. That's yes. a, a big part, too, is that people will donate you know, to quote unquote, the needy, uh, use, use things. And so it's really nice to have new something that they can be proud of to start the year. Um, and so that's kind of part of it too. Yes, absolutely. And so Caroline saw this project in Nashville happening. And so when she became, uh, the vice president of the Upper Cumberland Young Lawyers back in 2018, uh, she uh, decided that we should do that here. And she got some lawyers together and then she reached out to the Biz Foundry, uh, reached out to Red Silo, and they were totally on board um, because the kind of the goal was if you – if you want lawyers uh, to 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 do some service projects, sometimes you have to have some fun in it, and um, you know because they get they're busy and there's a lot of there's compassion fatigue. They get really tired of of helping all day long, and so um, and so this is a fun way to give back by donating school supplies and backpacks, and then Red Silo gives in exchange a, a beer or a root beer or a cream soda, and um, and then it. And we expanded it to not just be for lawyers. And so this is for the whole public. Uh, Red Silo lets anybody come in and do this donation. And this is this Wednesday. Uh, this Wednesday from 530 to 730 at Red Silo. Like Rachel said, this is our fifth year that we've been doing this. And so um, it just it's definitely kind of an offshoot of for the lawyers. It's an offshoot for Red Silo. It's an offshoot for the Biz Foundry. But it's really great that like kind of these three entities that don't always do things together. Um, It was really great. The first year, I just remember so many people coming in that I had never connected with. I think I feel kind of connected in this community. And I was like, I don't know. 10% 10% of the people that are in this building right now. And so um, the first couple of years we did it as a private event on a Tuesday that Red Silo wasn't open. And then we've done it um, as a, we've kind of tried to make it a bigger event where we can get even more backpacks to donate. And um, our goal is always to be able to provide a backpack to as many foster children in the Upper Harmelin area. We have yet to reach that goal, but I think this is the year. Absolutely. I, I I am always overwhelmed with the just the piles of backpacks that, that start to accrue. I mean, we're there. not kidding. Like, the, it's, it gets to the point where it's like, where do, I mean, they save giant boxes for us at Red Silo to put this all in. And I mean, we fill, Jessica Tucker from DCS comes and she takes it all um, with her that night. We literally fill her car. I mean, it's insane the amount of backpacks that we get from these events. And I love seeing some of the, the male attorneys bringing these cute 
pink unicorn uh, backpacks mm-hmm. or just, you know, all kinds of so many fun backpacks. Uh, I was at um, a couple of the stores recently and I was like, oh, I need to get some backpacks. And there's just so they're so cute. And we want to we want the foster care children to feel like fun and normal and just ha- have, you know, know that they have this is something that's theirs that yes. they can keep. And so yeah. that's important. And let me just say that you can donate more than one backpack. Yeah. So each backpack gives you a free drink ticket. And thank you so much to Red Silo because they're providing the free beer for this event. And the Upper Cumberland women lawyers have also gotten on board the last couple of years. And, and Lori Dow is the current president for that. Um, and then the Tennessee Bar Association Young Lawyers Division are, is also behind this. And uh, Amber Vargas, who's a colleague of mine, she's the district rep for that. And I just wanted to shout them out because I know they are promoting it a lot among the the lawyer community. I, I think associations are great because it gives us a time to to work together and and uh, vent with each other, but also um, you know just have a have a good time professionally and and uh, and just learn from each other. I think sometimes as an, a non lawyer here, I'm going to say that this gives kind of like a maybe in a better light. Sometimes you don't necessarily have a favorable opinion of some of the lawyers. If Absolutely. you're going to court for some reason, you probably don't want to be going to court. Um, and so it's like. Okay, they're, they're, they do have hearts. They're not just, you exactly. know, <laughs> exactly. business all the time. <laughs> How many foster children do these backpacks go to? Do we roughly know? I haven't gotten an updated statistic, um, but there are over 100 foster children in the area. Um, the need is there. The oh, need absolutely. is definitely there. And like I said, we our goal has always been to, to have enough backpacks for every foster child, and we have yet to do that. The DCS, the Department of Children's Services, I mean, they serve 14 counties just at the, from the Upper Cumberland region. Okay. So, I mean, we're talking about not just Cookville children, but the whole Upper Cumberland. And so this is something open to everyone. And what do specifically people need to bring as far as school supplies goes? Any kind of supplies that that will help, you know, packs of paper, notebooks, pens, erasers, pencils, um, scissors, any kind of thing as school supplies, they will get used no matter what happens. They will definitely go to the right hands and get used. Um, we've also taken donations and then we'll go buy the backpacks for people if, if that's something that I, often people will walk in and have no idea. They just want to go to Red Silo on a Wednesday <laughs> night. And so they'll say, what's going on here? Why do you have 700 backpacks sitting here? And so um, we will definitely take financial donations and then go out and buy backpacks to support the cost. I think crayons are a good option as well for oh, some yes. of the younger ones. Get and the Crayola 64 mm-hmm, pack. Yes. Go crazy. <laughs> you need the jungle green. That was always my favorite. Well, I think how much does that set your school year up to have yeah. new? I mean, I remember even my kids go through the same thing of like, I need a new backpack. And and how much pride and excitement do you have? If you're if you're a foster child, you're you're going through a lot of emotions anyway I'm, I'm sure and so how much does that set you up for just a step ahead for success for that school year is having a brand new backpack and some brand new school supplies and you you just get to walk in the first day and you don't have to say to your teacher I don't have a backpack today you know like you get to feel kind of again quote-unquote normal as opposed to the way that maybe some of the other times where you're they might not feel that way mm-hmm and there are older uh, foster care youth, and so I think it is important to also remember um, to get some of those um, maybe older school supplies, like uh, three or 
three ring binders or composition notebooks yes, and they make exactly. some good co- Caroline have you been shopping lately they make some good composition notebooks these days I'm like, so jealous you gotta write your teen angst yeah, poetry right. get I it in like, there were you a Lisa Frank kind of person like I feel like oh was I <laughs> I still have this like huge Clea Catra <laughs> Lisa Frank binder that I keep my financial documents wow. in. I, I love, love that. Yeah. There's dogs in the sand. It, it is not Cleopatra Egyptian centric at all. But yes, I get what y'all <laughs> bring. So you need to bring things not just for small kids, for high schoolers as well. Yes, yes. Okay, rulers, K twelve protractors. Protractors. Yeah. What did you just call it? I don't know. A protractor. A protractor. I like it. Math I really, was my strength. Can I you hope tell? It stays in and we don't have to edit that part. Protractor. Oh, oh it's staying oh, in. Okay. <laughs> the listeners know. Protractor. Awesome. Yes, protractor calculators. <laughs> sure. That I mean, calculators are a little bit higher end, but yeah, right. sure. I mean, okay. they'll take whatever kind of school supplies that mm-hmm. are, are available. Number two pencils. I think right. if any teacher were listening right now, um, they would probably say number two pencils, number two pencils, number two pencils. And uh, Tiffany, you're a former teacher. I am a former teacher, so I used to teach math, and those number two pencils with the erasers were very important. I'm not a math uh, uh, pen proponent, uh, which is why the math thing is why I know how to say protractor. (laughs) (laughs) But yes. Oops. When you were a teacher, what was your experience seeing children who might have been underprivileged or in the foster System. I was that teacher that like went out of my way. I this this one senior. It was her fifth year in high school, um, and she was about to lose credit. And I literally every day during my planning period, I would go pick her up from her house because she would not get out of school, uh, out of bed to come to school in the morning. I'd go pick her up and I'd bring her to school so she wouldn't lose credit in my class. Like I was that teacher that was just like, I'm going to do anything, whether I have to drag you across the finish line to graduate. I'm going to do that. So I understand truly how much just you know new school supplies and and kind of starting off the year it it is not easy by like march to get these kids motivated so if they can start off a little bit more motivated it 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 can help down the road right and then you also rachel you work a lot with families I do. and children through yes. your work with the Legal Aid Society, which we will get to. Um, but do you see this need as well? Absolutely. Um, we have a lot of a lot of children that call us or their parents call us um, because of s- some school issues. And sometimes it's because of missing supplies. Um, you know, as a lawyer, I know some of the laws that are out there to protect children and make sure that the, the students are provided with the supplies. But it is a much different experience if the student can come into school with their own supplies in their own backpack rather than having to depend on the schools to provide those. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we all know, we don't have teacher, all all the schools do not have teachers like Tiffany was. <laughs> and and we are, we, there are many though out there and I, and I applaud any of you in, in the education field um, because I know it's hard work. Um, and I know that you guys are, are short staffed and short supplied and
and um, don't always have everything you need for the kids. And sometimes us lawyers have to come in and and remind principals and, and the higher ups that um, that that teachers and the students need to have the supplies they need. But the, as much as we can provide through this program for the foster children, it doesn't become an issue. Lawyers aren't involved. You don't need me. And that's what we want is, is for the students to be able to have the supplies they need. Well, I think that the other thing, too, is that this gives the lawyers a chance to be a person. This gives Rachel the chance to be Rachel and not legal aid. And so it gives kind of some humanity to the whole entire situation. And so it takes it. it they can do good for the sake of doing good and not because it's their work telling them they have to do good. Absolutely. I appreciate that. More with Rachel Moses and Tiffany Anton right after the break. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're Glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardy's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm joined by Rachel Moses, attorney at the Legal Aid Society of Middle Tennessee and the Cumberlands, and Tiffany Anton, vice president of the Biz Foundry. Thank you again for joining us. You're welcome. Y'all have got a fun event coming up. Your organizations are sponsoring Packs for Pints. At Red Silo, Wednesday night, 5 o'clock, bring school supplies. 5.30. At 5.30. And in return, you'll get some free beer or cream soda, whatever you want to do. Or you just get to see me and Rachel. Yeah, please come join us. It's the best excuse. (laughs) I mean, is there anything better to do on a Wednesday night? Pretty much no. All the movers and shakers of town will be there. Absolutely. Especially with your organizations. So just to break things down, Rachel, can you explain exactly what the Legal Aid Society is. Yes, and just a quick point of clarification. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. Legal Aid Society is not sponsoring this event, but it's um, co-sponsored with the Upper Cumberland Young Lawyers and the Upper Cumberland Women Lawyers, as, as, long, as well as the Biz Foundry and DCS. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I just wanted to mention. <laughs> but, but I am an attorney with the Legal Aid Society. I've been there for 21 years, but Legal Aid is a nonprofit that has been in Cookville since 1980. So 43 years this summer, uh, providing free legal services in civil kinds of cases, not criminal, uh, for low-income individuals. And we serve folks in 10 different counties here in the Upper Cumberland. Can you break down the difference between civil and criminal cases? Absolutely. So, yeah, criminal cases are where uh, you have been charged by a police officer with a crime uh, and have to report to court uh, because of that crime. And so we do not touch any of those cases. Um, you do have a constitutional right in those kinds of cases to a court-appointed attorney if you cannot afford one. The Legal Aid Society is different because we are involved in civil cases where there's not been a crime, but there has been 
a legal wrong, whether or not it's um, maybe a landlord evicting a tenant, um, or maybe it's a divorce situation for a victim of domestic violence, uh, or it could be a case where you're being sued over a, a credit card or a debt that you owe, or you're having a problem with a government benefit like food stamps or Social Security or 10 care, um, and you need a lawyer to represent you in that, uh, whether it's an appeal with an agency or whether it's an action in court, but you don't have a court-appointed right to an attorney, you don't have a constitutional right, so you have to either hire an attorney or sometimes we can provide those services for free to you. Um, because in the in the 60s, 1960s, uh, a lot of uh, lawyers saw people having and struggle having these civil problems, struggling to be able to get what they needed because they did not have the funds to hire an attorney. And so attorneys started doing pro bono work. And then it quickly became apparent that it was much easier to provide free services if there was an agency to go to to deliver those services. And so legal aid programs across the country started popping up. Then in 1974, just a little history lesson. I love it. <laughs> in 1974, uh, the, the United States Congress created what's called the Legal Services Corporation to trickle money from the federal government to these nonprofit groups. So we are not a government agency. We are a nonprofit, but we get a lot of grants from the government to do what we do. We also have contributions from private citizens and from lawyers and law firms, um, but we are a nonprofit so that we can provide those free legal services services. And what made you want to do legal aid? Right. Well, I just from the get go, I had a heart for people from just lesser circumstances, you know, disadvantaged homes, um, you know, due to their income status. Um, I worked in college with uh, a local housing authority where I went to college and and I went to Center College in Danville, Kentucky, and and worked with a local housing authority to have a Girl Scout troop. And um, I always kind of did Big Brothers, Big Sisters types programs, you know, working with younger kids um, in either foster care or in just a lower income family. And I just saw that, you know, rights were being, um, you know, not always followed. You know, people did not always have the right to, to be heard. And, and I felt like I could be their voice and I could stand up for them. Um, I, in college, I always said I wanted to be a child advocate. I wasn't sure really what that was going to be. Um, and now I am a child advocate. I represent kids with disabilities, making sure they're getting services either from 10 care or from the school system. Um, I represent uh, families with children in all sorts of kinds of civil cases. Um, and it's just, it's just where my heart has always been. I started interning in the Oak Ridge office when I was in law school at UT Knoxville and then moved to Cookville to, to have the position, to get the position here. And I was grateful to, to get that position. I can't believe you've been practicing for over 20 years. Yes. I can't either. <laughs> what are your most common cases or typical cases, if there are any? Yeah. So, I mean, I do a lot of cases uh, for victims of domestic violence, working um, with them, trying to get away from their abuser, either through getting orders of protection um, and sometimes divorces. Uh, as I mentioned, I do a lot of disability work, uh, sometimes representing folks uh, with trying to get disability benefits or getting specific health care covered to treat their conditions. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of rules are involved with that about what can be covered and what can't be covered. So, 
do those those kinds of uh, work. Um, in in the past, um, I've done a lot of uh, landlord tenant issues, representing tenants. I've done re- a lot of work with representing consumers who are having just problems. Uh, with transactions that that aren't fair, I go against the IRS sometimes. It's so fun, <laughs> right? Does yes. not sound fun. <laughs> yes, I actually enjoy my tax cases. Um, we were talking about math earlier. I was a math minor in college, and so I'm I, so sorry for mispronouncing can... <laughs> protractor. It all comes back to the protractor. <laughs> protractor. Uh-huh. So yes, I might start um, saying it that way now. I don't. <laughs> Please do. So yeah, so my tax cases, I actually enjoy like you know running the numbers and sometimes seeing where where the IRS made a mistake and you know and you try to go against the IRS, you need a lawyer and so that's where I can come in. We um, have a lot of lawyers uh, throughout our program that do tax law and so it's and I like that. And that's usually to get money back from the IRS in people's pockets and that's the best feeling. So, yeah. Thank goodness there are people like you, uh, you as well, Tiffany, because the Biz Foundry is a nonprofit yeah. as well. Can yeah. you explain what the Biz Foundry is for people who might not know? For people who do not know, haven't heard our spiel yet. We are a nonprofit regional entrepreneur center. So we um, are one of seven entrepreneur centers across the state. We work with Launch Tennessee, and that's kind of where our funding comes from with the thought of supporting entrepreneurs, who people who are starting a business um for the economic development aspect of things so our um services are free or low cost because we're really aimed at servicing this upper cumberland region with the tools that people need to start a business and as vice president what is your specific role oh gosh um (laughs) i am the catch-all you know like where it's like the scraps that just kind of like are normally shoved to the floor that's where i'm just like oh let me let me pick it up so um we're a small team we have three full-time staff members i started with the team um six years ago jeff brown started the organization he founded the the nonprofit 10 years ago we're celebrating our 10th anniversary on august 3rd if people want to come out and celebrate our 10 year anniversary so um six years ago i kind of came in i was doing some marketing social media and i just really fell in love with this area the small business owners and and what i could do to help i like we said i i was a former math teacher so i don't have a a ton of business experience at that time and so i just kind of started learning and stepping into things and and let's do this and and how can i make this organization better and so i just really want to get out there and let people know what we do i'm the person at the coffee shop if you kind of mention that you might even want to start a business i'm like come to the biz foundry we can help you and i just want to recruit everybody in and then the other aspect of that is that we do have three co-working spaces in the upper cumberland we have one our main hub is in cookville and then we have two others in sparta and mcminnville and so i kind of run that and i'm i manage our members and i just want to be a good hostess to people in our spaces Welcome back to Local Matters. I'm Caroline Moore, and today I'm joined by Rachel Moses, attorney at the Legal Aid Society of Middle Tennessee and the Cumberlands, as well as Tiffany Anton, vice president of the Biz Foundry. You also might hear her on News Talk. News Talk Wednesday morning. <laughs> so if you're, this is Monday morning. And so if you're, you know, this is your normal commute. Um, check me out Wednesday Wednesday mornings. Yes, and you focus more on the business aspect. I, if you are a business owner and you want to come talk to me, you just look me up, Tiffany Anton. Find me on social media. Find me wherever, LinkedIn, whatever, and um, come talk to me. 
Yes. My it, shameless plug. Thanks, it, Caroline. Of course. <laughs> Listen, Tiffany's everywhere. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, she and Rachel are both involved in PAX for Pints, which is this Wednesday evening at Red Silo, mm-hmm. 5.30 p.m. Please uh, come to Red Silo on Wednesday at 5.30. Bring some uh, backpacks, multiple backpacks, uh, fun backpacks, you know, backpacks for teenagers, any colors, any styles. Um, and these are going to foster care children in the Upper Cumberland. Um, also bring some school supplies uh, so these kids can start school out with some supplies. And in exchange, Red Silo will give you a ticket for each backpack uh, for a free pint of either beer or root beer or cream soda. And this event is sponsored by the Biz Foundry, Upper Cumberland Young Lawyers, Upper Cumberland Lawyers Association for Women, and Red Silo. Yes. And I, the, the, Upper Cumberland Women's Lawyers was kind of a newer addition in the last couple of years. And my affiliation with Power by Her got so excited when the women lawyers, you know, I always like to see those strong women out, out doing stuff. And so I was really excited that Power by Her kind of could affiliate with um, the, the women of the yes. Upper Cumberland. Yes, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about Powered by Her. Powered by Her. So Powered by Her, uh, we started years ago. This Now I'm at my fourth studio. We started at the Old Stone. Com studio over on Willow Road started uh, recording a podcast, but I've I've tried to create a community of women business owners or women who are trying to start a business or, or farther down the path um, for community and connection and inspiration to further their businesses. And so um, we have a podcast, go subscribe wherever you can and um, join us for our monthly lunches. You probably have heard a PSA on News Talk or Light Rock of our monthly lunches the second Thursday of the month at the Biz Foundry free thanks to Brick Nutrition and All Good Nutrition. And so love to have you come out. And Rachel, you're involved in everything as well. (laughs) So Rachel, you're the president of the Upper Cumberland Trial Lawyers Association. Past president. Past president. Founder of the Upper Cumberland Young Lawyers Association. You're on the pro bono advisory committee of the Tennessee Supreme Court's Access to Justice Commission. You're also chairperson for Inbound Rotary Youth Exchange Program for International Students, which is how we initially met. Exactly. One of my best friends in high school was a foreign exchange student that you hosted. Yes. Shout out to Laurieann. Yay, Laurieann from France. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> uh, you are also the lead screener for the Kids Site Program in collaboration with the Vanderbilt Children's Eye Clinic. And somehow, you also have time to coach youth basketball. Well, I have I have had to cut that out. Um, okay, I, have, okay. I have not co- I coached for 19 seasons, but I haven't coached in the uh, last few. Yeah. And oh I, I do miss it. Uh, but I'm still on the board for Girls Incorporated of Oak Ridge. Yes, and, and so. you're on several boards and leadership committees, or have been in the past. How do She's you... on the Blood Assurance Advisory yes, Board. Both Y'all both are. are. Yeah. Yes. I need to add some more to the resume. Yes. I mean, there, there seems like there's some white spots on that page there's, a little listen, bit. Listen, so. we got to get it yeah. in. So um, how do you have time to do all that? What motivates you? Well, I mean, honestly, like, 
the people that are on these boards um, and on and part of these organizations are, are what motivates me. And then the giving back to the communities in the different forms, you know, from whether it's, you know, screening kids' eyes at daycares here in town or bringing students from Turkey to the, to Cookville. We have a student coming this um, Sunday from Turkey who will be here at Cookville High School all year long. And that's um, hosted by the Breakfast Rotary Club here in town. Um, and I just I just love it. And a lot of them are youth focused. And that's why I like the Packs for Pints project, because it's also youth focused. Um, that's just always been kind of one of my drives. Um, I do want to plug that on the same day as P- Packs for Pints, earlier that day, three to five uh, at the library, the Access to Justice Commission that I, that you mentioned is having their Justice Bus, which is a, a, a bus that goes around to different counties and provides uh, free legal services to people who need it. Um, so if you want to come to the library and get some free legal advice, then bring a backpack over to Packs for Pints later that evening. Um, it can be a great uh, a great day for, of service. and I think the Upper Cumberland, I say this all the time, there's something magical and something special in this area where you can connect with somebody like Rachel who has this heart and she's plugged into a million places and you know things that aren't necessarily just business I plug into all these different places and I just I love being able to kind of be a a big fish in a small pond and I feel like the opportunities that we are able to plug into in this area are endless and so if you have a, a a servant heart I highly recommend figuring out what you like to do and and there is someone who will take your services in and and put you to work for sure yeah I've been to a few seminars recently that talk about you know how to battle with you know mental health and depression issues and the time and time again the studies have shown that if you are engaged in service for others that that is getting you out of your comfort zone it's getting out of you your physical house and it is doing something for other people and you just naturally whether you want to or not you're naturally going to get out of your funk and be happy i mean you know it, and it you is you can't be that grumpy helping others right, right? right. exactly like, exactly so i just i think that yes there are there is a way for you to provide service in so many ways in this community and that's I I mean I'm not from here I grew up in Oak Ridge but I've been here for 21 years and it is it's the people and the service opportunities and and just that that keep me here and and I love it well and and if you feel like you need to plug in find me or Rachel this Thursday is my 10 year anniversary of Cookville I don't know what Cookville did before me I don't know (laughs) Um, so I'm I feel like I'm fairly plugged in so find us and we will help you find the police i'm volunteering you yes yes we <laughs> will find. probably a great uh, resource as well oh yes, oh, yes. literally call the radio just yeah. call us yeah, and we will been. get you connected with anybody who's been on the show any organizations we are happy to help you out that's part of our job that's why we put this stuff on air we want to be of service too and the other thing that's great about being involved in organizations and philanthropy is that you see a part of our society, even our local society that you might not otherwise be exposed to Mm -hmm. and your regular daily life. And I know both of y'all see things through the nonprofit sector and especially through legal aid. Are there things that people might not be aware of here, like big, the biggest challenges or people, is it 
inflation, housing issues. What do you see the most, Rachel? I mean, food costs. Absolutely. I mean, okay. recently, I mean, I think we've all seen that a little bit. Oh, yes. But, but then when you are, um, you know, the maximum amount of, of food stamp dollars for a household of one is $281, but for a whole month. Um, and so people have to be smart in how mm. they shop. And um, mm. and and so I, I think that, that that's, I, I think people are surprised how little benefits. I mean, sometimes people think, oh, the government's just handed out benefits. That's actually not true. You know, there's very, uh, very limit, very big limits on on what people can actually get from the government for assistance. And I think that if more people knew that, I think they would give back in these kinds of ways with all of these organizations and drives and, and, and service projects. So kind of getting out of the element of just the things that you know and the things that you do um, can kind of help you diversify the efforts in this community. What are you most proud of that you've done in Cookville oh so far? I know that's such a big question, but or, or what are question. you can name a few things that were really rewarding. I'm going to start because I'm going to let Rachel think for a second. But um, my first interaction kind of into this community was the heart of the city playground. And so we were a bunch of moms. I was a stay at home mom at the time. And some they were like, hey, we want to build this playground. And I was like, oh, OK, well, whatever. I'm, I'm looking for something to do. And so I got involved. And I mean, that when we built that playground, it was a bunch of moms. We joked around. We'd never seen so many a, a construction site had probably never seen so many yoga pants because <laughs> it was all these moms that were out building the playground. And that was just such a, you know, I have some, we have picket fence pickets with my kids' names on it. And so that was a really great thing to get involved with. And then of course, powered by her, I just love what we've been able to create and the impact that that has made on the women of this community has been really amazing. Rachel, oh big goodness, question. I'm sorry, is, I just yeah. threw that on you. <laughs> well, I think um, one thing I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of is being part of the Cookville Breakfast Rotary Club. And specifically, um, we started in 2010, the International Night, an annual dinner that we have to focus on a specific country and to try to educate the Cookville community, community about the outside world, you know, outside of Cookville, outside of Tennessee, outside of the United States. And so every year we feature a country and um, we... we do it in a fun way. We have a, a fun dinner where we have entertainment. We have speakers. We have food inspired by that country. Uh, this past February, we were celebrating Brazil. This next February, we'll be celebrating Turkey. It's just been a, a great time because what I love about it is every year there are, you know, the usual suspects that come to these events, but there are all kinds of folks in the local community that have connections with the country we pick who had never heard about Rotary and they hadn't ever been to the Leslie Town Center before, but, but they heard about our event and they come and then they celebrate, they help us celebrate their country. You know, this past year we had Brazil, well, Portobello, the new company in Baxter, you know, they have, there are a Brazilian company and so they had they filled three tables of Brazilians that's awesome you know that came out and 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 it's wonderful because you know if you're from Cookville from Tennessee you know you you don't realize how many people are here from other countries that have um that have kind of become a melting pot here, even in Cookville. We talk about New York or L.A. being a melting pot. We are a melting pot in Cookville. And um, and I just so I'm proud of being part of that. I wasn't the the founding idea of it, but I have been a member of the planning committee every year since it started. And so so I'm proud of that. As you're you're listening this morning, just take a second and think I'm I'm proud of this community and I'm I'm thankful I'm here, you know. And make plans to go to Pax for Pies Wednesday night, 
Red Silo, 530, bring school supplies, get free beer. Tiffany Anton and Rachel Moses, thank you so much for joining me this morning on Local Matters. Thanks, thank Caroline. You. Thanks, Caroline.